To enjoy this and other great episodes on Patreon, check out the link in the description and subscribe via the Black Kluge tier for full access to over 100 exclusive episodes. For those of you who would like some QF swag on TeePublic t-shirts, magnets, mugs, what have you, also click on the link in the description. Oh, well, all these guys are around and they don't do my show. And, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I go nuts when I see these guys on Letterman and Jon Stewart and I see him on these other shows, and it's a non-interview. Now, I didn't see the Letterman one, but I'm sure it was filled with drivel. Oh, my God, look at that. There, there's, there's Led Zeppelin <laughs> sitting in those chairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like when I used to go visit my grandpa in the old age home. There were three guys sitting there like that. Did you, did you ever see... Um, no, no, they're going to come in here. Danny yeah, thinks they're going to come in Now they're going to promote. Did you ever see the picture of Robert Pike? You know, he was up at the station about two years ago. There was, and Kingston took a picture with him. Yeah. And Kingston put it on his door. Did you ever see it? No. It looks like Robert Plant ran out of money halfway through the operation to become a woman. <laughs> I don't know. Was there any substance to the interview? No, it was very boring. Right. He, he was fawning over them, and they weren't given answers. You know, I got to tell you, I know Dave just got the Kennedy Center honors. If there was a God, I'd have the Kennedy Center honor, because I get a hold of people, and I ask them questions. So, so Danny Bush said, come on over, meet Led Zeppelin. They're all going to be together. It's very rare, very rare. So I, I was like, it's a good Danny Bush. And he goes, and, and the guys are thinking of coming on your show. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I go, okay. I go, I said, you know, I'm not even sure I want to meet those idiots. I'm a huge rock fan. I have a huge amount of knowledge about rock. I'm a rock DJ. You know what's a bullshit line I still get from publicists that makes me crazy? And I used to get it back in the day. Yeah. Oh, um, he's not doing radio. Yeah, he's lucky to have gotten away with it. Yeah, listen to this loon. And his shirt's open. And his, you know what? And his chest wasn't even that good that he had his shirt open. I didn't think the shirt open. He's prancing around like a fruit. I know. All those rags he's yeah, wearing. Please. <laughs> because I'll tell you what. You're lazy motherfuckers. When you were out on the road and Led Zeppelin was a band just starting busy ripping off these black guys. Ah, these motherfuckers. <laughs> guys who were my heroes. I, I, you know what? I spent more years at radio stations promoting the careers of these guys. It's just a sprinkling for the May Queen. What a Whatever bunch of fruits. <laughs> well, I'm excited, as I said earlier this morning. Here he is, a rock god. Now, you know, do you think Jimmy Page was the great love of your life. <laughs> now, now, seriously. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. This is Late Night. I am Allison Steele, the Nightbird, not Fillmore, because it's my night for the for a change. When I record with James, he's the morning. He's the morning. What do you call the early bird? And I'm the night owl for for this particular uh, segment. How's it going, sir? Today I'm going by Captain Sack. I'm going to take the moniker of Sal, and I'll just be Captain Sack for 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 this episode. Well, you're not going to have to play Guess What's in Our Pouch for this episode, guys, because we're doing part two of How's Guest. Uh, part one is due out this coming Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a Sunday episode. And uh, because it's so visual and I, <laughs> anytime we have stuff like this, I, 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 I generally want it to be Sunday episodes because um, it's just it's always more fun when there's something visual to watch. Hence, you know, YouTube and stuff. So we're going to continue and put part two right now. Like I've many years, you know, pined for women 
And I go, right. why is she with him and not me? <laughs> but I'm telling you, I have. <laughs> because he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> is she really going out with him? <laughs> heard this before in this office and I have never understood why it's so important to the point that they start because Dominic has done it Dominic used to run down uh, uh, Ralph all the time he couldn't understand why you were close to Ralph and not him stuttering John used to do it uh, you know why those guys I want to be his friend so I know much. and I'm the biggest bore on the planet well the other oh. thing is is the I, I I like the fact that Robin first said, why are you, they can't figure out why you're friends with Ralph before she mentioned about, Oh, we want, you know, why is the, he your best friend or your bestie and we can't get in. And I don't you. Okay. <laughs> this is basically look, I know they, the, the staff were not QF before QF, but couldn't they <laughs> suss a few things out after that Goo Goo Dolls gay dance party? But remember, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the only one. I was the only one that would go through this. Like they mentioned, John did it. Uh, um, uh, uh, Dominic himself would ask these questions. Uh, It's it always was boggled their mind to figure out why he had this friendship with Ralph. And I think even to this day, people are still questioning it because it's such a random person to be friends with especially how they met how uh he he came on board uh being a a a listener and sending in um his his resume and his his um his work when he was trying out to do special effects which i'm still waiting to see what special effects he did whatever the hell he did on the on the channel nine show was dreadful I, i i i've seen Seventh graders do better special effects than he had, he had did during that time. Yeah. Well, so so you, you can't go you, you can't go from the angle of well he's holding on to Ralph because he's such a talent. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's something. There was something there that um, I figured that it, it it alludes to where we have been saying for the longest time that maybe there's a little bit more Hank than Pank going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one sec. Right. Let me just let me reduce this and get my thing up there because we need uh we need we might need a few sound clips for this just for the <laughs> sake just for the sake of argument. Let me see what I got here. Uh, hold on. But yes. uh, I don't mean it in that sense. Uh, the good Lord has blessed you and your family and your lovely wife, and your thank you so much, Bert. <laughs> Bert is lonely. <laughs> 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 I think Howard is lonely if I if I had yeah. to really you know hazard a guess what the story is. Um I, I don't know that um like I, I don't know that it should be such a mystery unless he really was less social than even we think during those those um what do you call it mad tear years. Like if he just goes with Ralph to let's say Nobu, right? Right. And then he might go and meet, and then oh, they heard that they heard that Ross Zapin and so and so are at some club, which is you know a standard club in New York City in in that era, and they only see him for like windows of time during a night. Like if you see him throughout the if you spent time with him and Ralph throughout the day, I think you'd figure it out. If obviously for like if you were a fly on the wall, but even if you were in their company, I think you could see little signs of 
oh, this is two lovers, you know, cor- you know, uh, congregating together. But I think if you only saw them for a couple hours or, you know, maybe, you know, it's a couple like 90 minutes over a dinner, it wouldn't be that easy to see. Well, the other thing is that they have a they I believe they have like a significant age difference. So massive. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much 11. If I am looking at his age now, it's 11 years. So yeah, it's 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 more than a generation. Right. So that's what what really probably threw people off on on that gap of mm-hmm. well, what 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 do they have in common? And we'll come to find out that they have a lot in common because they we, both into the most uh, the same daintier things. <laughs> <laughs> the daintier things in life. <laughs> the more daintier things in life. You know, bachelor. You know. Uh, we they have very common interests the pussycat <laughs> theaters <laughs> oh my lord these, these things have to happen organically you can't right. engineer they them. just happen and that's why i just happened to send you out an no, email request no you're no, putting no, a spin never on this. F- yeah oh. i know i know i'm putting a spin on see it. the whole the whole wackiness for me is okay he did it etc cetera, etc cetera, that even now he refuses to recognize that it might have been odd behavior. It's odd. He's hearing that it's odd from it's, everyone. There's no one who is agreeing with him, and he's still holding this. No, argument. I'm not. Hey, Robin, Jenny, you're on the air. Howard, I think it's time to drop this guy. Sal, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe this. He used to call me Howard all the time before he started working there, saying, "Hey, what does Howard think of me? What does, what does the show <laughs> think of me?" <laughs> Vinny calling Vinny. First of all, how does Sal get Vinny's number? Well, they all were, they all had a, a a a small network, you know. It was the Whack Pack, and then they there was this like outside entity of of uh, the Sal's, the Vinnies. Uh, well, the, well, um, but hold on, hold on. Sal was just a caller before you know before he went in for John, get John's job. He didn't really but, have an in. But remember, he also had connections because he was also uh, Sal was also trying to get into stand up. He um later when we found out about the comedy coach that he <laughs> got. <laughs> I love that clip. He knew him because he knew him because he worked at CBS as well. The guy who's the comedy coach. Uh, okay. So there was like a there, there was a, all a outside whack pack, you know, uh, uh, underground railroad between all these <laughs> underground <laughs> wig road, if you want to say. But yeah. they they all networked with each other, you know, like um, uh, 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 was the Ivy Supersonic, you know, they all had this old thing outside of the whack pack. It was it was something else. Well, however he managed to get it, I mean, he threw hook or crook. I guess if he got in touch with, like, I don't. Vinny has no reason to lie about this, right? No, but and he, that's creepy as fuck. That, I mean, that really is. No, how's that different from him asking for eight, get trying to get Ace Freely's number? <laughs> this, but this is what I'm saying. It's like this. This is why I've been saying it for for the the past um, conversation conversations that we've been having about Sal. He's a very interesting. Disturbed, disturbed. <laughs> uh, confused, naive individual, but I'm I'm fascinated every time he would. I was I would always be fascinated by this because yeah, well, it's like where, where, why where would you and why would you make these connections? I don't think, and and this is just for all the uh, QFers. I'd like to hear you guys' opinions on this. I don't think Sal is necessarily an evil person or a bad a bad guy. So, so to speak, I think he's like, uh, I think he was raised by a complete fucking sadistic ignoramus of a father and in a household that didn't value brains, apparently. And 
he he he, and he's dumb like he's not intelligent sal i'm sorry i don't don't care if he passes a series series seven or something i i really don't he's not intelligent and Um, he's immature that's what it was also he was very very immature and the other reason why he had connections also is because he was a stockbroker so he was connecting with all these people uh, by with stock with stock trading it might have been Stuttering John because Stuttering John was getting all kinds of inside whatever deals back in the day. And they used to talk about it in very cryptically on the show mm-hmm. about how John made like certain investments that paid off really quickly. And then, as we all know, like <laughs> it was, uh, you know, really was the Wolf of Wall Street for a while there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So maybe Sal was part of that connection. Right. I, I, I said he reminds me uh, he reminds me of that movie on Boiler Room with um Vin Diesel and and then and, and they they're all making up these stocks and people to this day they ask how he passed the series seven the series seven um test because they said he's a he's a moron. I mean if he if he if he memorized, I mean memorization is not necessarily intelligence. So I guess if he crammed really hard he could. But uh from what uh, people of people have said, it is difficult. It isn't something that you can just uh wing it. Um at any rate, I'd like to hear the QFers takes on 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 Sal. I know Len, for example, hates Sal, like just really fucking <laughs> just just does not like him. And I don't think he has a vehement, you know, sort of loathing for him, but it, you know, when Sal went into his comedy bits, they were so disgustingly racist that you laughed. I, at least I did. I laughed because of how awful they were. But I was also kind of cringing because, Jesus, you couldn't get away with that in 2004, let alone 2023. Well, this, he, 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 he curves into it. Yeah. When it comes to that stuff so comfortably. Like, it, it just. <laughs> It's not as though like someone is like dancing on that line. It's almost as though like he's doing it for a long time. Like he's, he's ass fucking that line. <laughs> yeah, he's been knowing it for a long. He's very, very aware of it for a long time. You got it. This but, guy was stalking me, and now he he throws me under the bus. Sal, you are the bus, you fat slob. Sal, you're a scumbag, man. You used to be my friend. You used to call all the time. You don't call anymore. You got in now. Vinny's now totally, you're up to level two, you know? He's totally sticking it up. <laughs> drop, drop he calls me almost once a week for lunch and compliments me on the bits. Sal, I call you're a you liar, once a, Vinny. Stop it. Be Sal, real I call you once a week uh, for lunch. Vinny, you don't understand. Sal wants to take my relationship with him to the next level. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Vinny, why would you do I'm that? Right? Up right yeah. now. You're blowing a great opportunity. I'm not Seriously. blowing anything. You are. You're being an idiot. If he's lucky, he'll be blowing Ra- Howard if before <laughs> long. Jesus. <laughs> but uh, did you notice that, like, he, so Vinny goes, yeah, I took you out once. And uh, Sal mentioned, oh, he took me out a, a couple of times, whatever. So with all these guys, hyperbole is part of the job. Bullshit is a major part of the job. And certainly if you're working for Howard, you must have, like, a at least a master's thesis in fucking horse shit. But, um, and there's a clip that you and I, I'd like you and I to fucking take this one because it's uh, involves... It's a wrap-up show clip in which Sal they they discuss. We don't need to do the original clip on the show to to discuss the uh, wrap-up show clip. We can just go straight into it. Sal uh, disparages Stuttering John long after Stuttering John is off the show, and they all give him shit. Like you know, you really if you're you called Stuttering John a friend, but you really threw him under the bus there to appease Howard, and then. Ralph calls in and start. They start this back and forth about how John should have left and how you know he didn't do it the right way. And Artie's going at at, at Ralph. It's a great clip. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and I, I, I'd like to go through it because it, it gives more insight into how how easily these people will fucking backstab each other when they give it a chance. They're crabs in a barrel. And this yeah. is what I was, like they all that's how that, that whole network uh came together. Uh when, when once the, the Jackie chair got available or uh, became available, mm -hmm. uh, Vinny sat in that chair. Everyone th threw their hat in a ring to to get into that chair. Sal would um you know he would ask if he could come in and Right after that, that's when John left and they did the whole um, get John's job um, contest and such. But it was they were all networking behind the scenes to find a way to get onto the show. Yeah, up that ladder somehow. Yeah, 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 through hook or crook. Troy, you're on the air. especially crook. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Howard, I'm going to need a uh, a feather pillow, no foam, and a wake up call. <laughs> you, where do you where, where do you live, Troy? I live way out in uh, Seattle. Uh, when are you coming to New York? I'm, I'm going to be there tomorrow. So right. Sal, between but, you and me, buddy. So if Sal's there tonight, can you take tomorrow night? Well, maybe I can stay with Robin. How about that? <laughs> you All know right. what? If Sal's going to stay another night, I guess I'll put you up. Well, one thing everybody missed, though, is on the on his on his idiotic rant, here he ridicules uh, Richard for not changing his sheets, assuming that he would be able to sleep in Richard's bed anyway. Right. This well, guy's a freaking nut. Uh, no. He's nuts. He's Richard. nuts. This was the early days before they became the lovers. So yeah. <laughs> they did. Uh, Richard and Sal were at war for the job. And then Richard wins. Sal gets in through the back door or someone's back door. <laughs> and <laughs> and they're, they're still at odds because yeah. he goes off on a rant later on in another episode, which is hilarious, when he calls Richard a serial killer. <laughs> There's a couple, of, yeah. They're all in the same bracket of time, like 2005, right. I think. And it was really early on. And then Richard comes in and like, I worry about you, man. You know, like Sal's Sal's crazy. He gets so angry sometimes. I remember, I remember that one. And I also remember when um, uh, they they made a joke like they were gonna invite like Richard was invited to someone's wedding, but Sal wasn't. So they acted like they acted like Richard was. So they brought him in to talk about. It. I think it might have been like uh, Ross Zapin's wedding or something. Ross Zapin's wedding, yeah. Yeah, and and we that's a great one to cover because Sal they tried to convince him that, like, and he comes in. Why 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 would he invite Richard? I got no problem with Richard, but why not me? <laughs> oh no, no, the great one is when he when they they convinced Sal that Richard was dating Beth's cousin. Oh, I don't remember that one. I have to listen uh, to it. Uh, I'll, that, I, that I'll look for. I'll look for that one as well. That is, <laughs> I, I, I sometimes had felt when dealing when listening to Sal that I might be being played here because maybe this is this is set up. Maybe this is this is a bit. Yeah. But after a while, you you start getting he goes no he didn't he didn't go to Lee Strasberg school he's not he's not Olivier he just no he can't be he's not that good to to make this to make this go over no he's really yeah. really a moron <laughs> well I mean there's the 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 stuff that we know obviously is is set up as of course the phony phone calls and then later on some of the 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 more the closer you get to present day, the more phony bullshit you're gonna yeah, hear yeah, from right. from those guys. But the really, I guess the the zenith of Richard and Sal were those first two and three years. And even mm -hmm. actually right before Richard got the job, the stuff he submitted might be way better than anything he did on the show. Yeah, yeah. Either early days with Casey songs and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, fuck. that's 
That was a killer. But with Sal, it was, you know, he was the one trick pony. You know, everything was Gary, horse, horse tooth jackass. Mm-hmm. And he really had to, you know, make his make his play in there or else he's there was they and mind you, this they were ready to go to satellite. And he was already he already had seen HR maybe twice before, <laughs> before they to go. This yeah. is why he's he's very immature, and I think it still lingers with him to this day. But you don't think it was it was like a play? Uh, he played it up for the purposes of the show. It was literally oh. him not getting you know not understanding where he was, not understanding the certain interactions, human interactions. No, no, no. The one thing that I, believe, I study Sal. Like I, I've studied. What he did is that he played. He was able to play the game with them early on, like in 95, 96, 97. He was able to play the game where uh, he he would come in with you know the Gary the Gary jokes the the calls, or he'll come in promoting that he's part of a band or something. And what he would do is, I remember distinctly, if, he, uh, if I could find the, um, the videos, he would have callers come call in to say how great he was. And there was this one caller in particular, and every time she would call a female, I would go, wow, that voice sounds familiar. Comes to find out, that was Christine. It was his wife that was calling to back him up. To, so oh, he can get of course. Him. Yeah. So he knew how to play. He was, he was, he was little by little manipulating his, manipulating his way to get on the show. Permanently, and like he said, he he's he's trying to get closer and closer to wig, and he he's he's gotten so he's gotten far so you know gotten that far, right? One one arm's like down near his crotch, and the other one is behind the couch with an ice pick in it. I Dude, Troy, him. Richard offered for me to sleep in his bed with him last night. Believe me, I said no. He wanted me to sleep with him. Why not? If it was me, you'd sleep in my bed. Right. You have a big yeah. bed. You're a tall guy. Oh my god, you're a homo. Bongo, you're on the air. You're a tall guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God damn, you're weird. Do you have a custom-made bed? Custom-made? Do I have a custom-made bed? Well, I would never even tell you one thing about what I have. Yeah, why are you so asking insulting. these things? So insulting. You're so, odd. So. I don't want I, I, you I'm opening apartment. up to you. You open up to me. No. All right. I don't want to open up to you. <laughs> you know what? He's... <laughs> it's give and take. That's gay. He's... <laughs> he's not He's not kidding. He's. This is, this is legit. Yes. He's really... Trying to work this so much that it is bordering on uh, taxi driver kind of like levels of insanity, <laughs> like like when De Niro's character takes Jodie Foss takes it sorry takes a Sybil Shepherd to the porn. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and, and look who and look who's been known to frequent the the the, the booths the, the booths. <laughs> yeah, well the the, the thing is. Um, I think again when he got in because he built it up for so long and he did manage to get there to give him credit he managed to get on the show. I think he put too much behind it and too put too as as my father-in-law would say he put way too much stock in Howard and decided like once he got there it's like fucking boom we're like I'm here. I think we mentioned this in the first episode. So he got carried away with the idea that this is, you know, anything goes, fuck the FCC. I can use the N word. I can drop, you know, I can use, I can, I can make a song, a Michael Jackson song, using the N word constantly. And it'll be acceptable because it's the Howard Stern, Stern show, not understanding that even within that sort of that den of chaos, there had to be a little bit of order. 
I mean, I mean, even the bit that he did when he um, was was goofing on the the governor of New York at the time, Patterson, who was a oh. black man who was blind, and he did the most racist <laughs> minstrel, yeah, racist voice. I, I mean, and it's not him like doing it ironically. That's what he really believes people, like black people, sound like. That's what he. <laughs> Well, you know what? Well, you know what it was. He learned from Stern, who was the most rudimentary, shitty purveyor of comedy. As we just fucking released the two episodes of him judging comics, and like you know, the people he said, "Oh, this guy's a genius." This guy, like some, and some things we agreed with, but for the most part, Howard's like poopy caca. That's his level. Exactly. Yeah. You and- know, dress and drag, poopy caca, dick, hug, kiss, fart. Show my asshole, show this, show nudes, like the the kind of things that you would find funny as a nine year old not quite knowing what the dick is for. Yeah, and he just like you said, he he followed through that whole that whole um, template that was there. Give Rodney a chance. Yeah, Give of course. A chance. Oh fuck yeah. Like one, he's gonna make you his friend, whether you want it or not. Yeah, you know he's gonna tie me up and keep me. Yeah, in, you know, yeah. I'd be very careful if Dude, I. Dude, I had a tough upbringing. Watch you King of were, Comedy. You were a father figure to me, and yeah. you don't get it. Watch the That's King fine. of Comedy. Why should he get it? He wasn't listening. He didn't know you were listening. <laughs> you should get cancer. <laughs> 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 the King of Comedy is a great film, actually. It's underrated as as far as Scorsese's uh, films go, and, and you want to talk stalkers. That's a great, great film. Definitely. Don't you know why I'm here? It's not about the comedy. Oh, oh boy. Get out there. Wait, Get wait. That, What's it about? <laughs> What's it about? It's about you love me. Oh boy. I love you, but I love you like a, I love you like your fans love you. But I also oh my God. I res- I admire you, respect you, and I look at you in a different light. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I'm just digging a deeper right. hole. I'm don't open up anymore, really. Yeah, because it gets scarier. I walked in the hallway and I heard somebody say, somebody almost, my God, it's like that movie Misery. I know. I know. I'm telling really- you. It reminds me of not one of his, well, not one of his better movies, but it, it, I actually enjoyed his performance in it. De Niro in the movie The Fan. Yeah, with, with, uh, with the Wesley Snipes. Well, to- was it Tony Scott? Yes, it's a Tony Scott movie with Bobby yeah. Rayburn. He was, well, yeah. he was, he was he, it's he knows how to play that uh, that really dark, uh, centralized kind of figure mm-hmm. who's fo- who's, who, who knows how to focus on this one individual. And Sal is like, I don't know. He seems to be balancing that line here as well. Like they. It's like how they say later on, like, I don't think that he'll do anything violent, but you, you don't quite know if it could have gone that way. I think Sal is the kind of person who mentally and emotionally at this stage in his life, and maybe if you, th- you also consider, guys, he was a stockbroker making all kinds of money. He took a massive pay cut to work for that show, but I think it was forced upon him. I don't think it was one of those things where, you know, I think the 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 stockbroking, stock, stock market shit dried out. And he had no choice but to kind of do something else. Yeah, there was even um, uh, Gary had alluded to it um, earlier on when he was uh, when he was doing the get jobs job thing that he wasn't even at a brokerage anymore. That he was actually freelancing and doing stock trades from home. 
well, there you go. So yeah. <clears throat> he was probably struggling to make ends meet. And so when you add the pressure of the the economics of his situation, three young kids and a wife who, as far as I know, is not working because they're all young kids. She was probably, you know, uh, she was a, a homemaker mm-hmm. and, and and busting his balls, no less. But he deserved a lot of it. I mean, I was always team Christine, actually, even though she seemed like she seemed a little annoying. But I thought if you had to deal with Sal and three kids, yeah, I think you would be a little bit more of a fucking taskmaster. Oh, and those are other great videos and, and, and audio as well. And and she and called in you, she called in to rip Howard Ralph a new asshole and said, <laughs> Why is why is Ralph dressed you like fruit? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say it, but you know, like she, she intimated he, he dressed you like an idiot. I love I love her. I actually follow yeah. her on Facebook. <laughs> oh, she's on Facebook? Oh yeah, yeah. And it's her. It's her. I love her. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Scares me. I mean, uh, dude, it's don't be scared. I'm being, um, I'm being serious. No one here is safe. Don't I, break I your you, leg around this guy. I don't think you're really aware of how much of this kind of talk happens behind your back in terms of how many people analyze your friends and why, you, why would he hang out with someone like that when you know when I told you, I, seemingly more least, normal yeah. or seemingly uh, yeah, a nicer well. guy than this person. But yeah, these conversations go on around here all the time. You know what, but Howard, as your friend, so to speak, I address it your to you. Friend. I'm I'm honest and open. You're with my Howard. friend. You're not oh. my friend. All right, good. And so this is an amazing. Thank God for Lewis because what he's driving at, I believe, I, I, I can. I think I I'm learned enough in the Stern verse to figure out. He's talking, I think, more about like the Richie Wilsons and the Doug Goodsteins yep. and the Tower TV or whoever they're going to be Howard TV eventually. Uh, but the the uh, the video crew. All saying like, look at these assholes that Howard hangs out with. They're all dirtbags. Ross Zapin, Ralph, uh, Dominic. They're all like, there's all like this tenuous. And Richie Notar, who was a busboy at Studio 54. I'm sure he's got some blood on his fingernails somewhere. Um, you know, like there's, and and they're saying like, everything's, you know, it's, it's, it's always, contra- they're always, what's the uh, transactional relationships with people? Yeah. It's it's more it's like we said it's more um it's it's more it should be more why would they want to hang out with him I mean I understand the benefits of you know possible connections that he has and such but like he mentioned earlier he's a bore like he doesn't do anything he's not a fun guy uh, once he got divorced he had his run like to make it feel as though like oh make it look as though hey look at me. I'm out here. I'm 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 a, I'm this this free love. I got, and we realized that even Robin called it out on him. It's like you're not gonna be like this forever. You're gonna find somebody and you're gonna stick to them like a barnacle, right? And he refused it for so long that if I put a fucking if we made a saga of it, it would be it would make Fifteen Foundation look like uh, you know a fucking uh, Robert Smigel short from SNL. <laughs> um, you know, like TV's phone house, but, but, you know, him and him and Ralph were the unambiguously gay duo. And they, um, you know, like uh, with, with like, you could see them wanting to be friends with him just for the, the idea of touching the hem of the garment, like the rich, the rich fucking, and also being fans, fandom will blind you to that person's foibles and stuff. Um, and so, but with him, Having wanting to be friends with these other people, look at what does he get from Ralph? Well, we know what he gets: rim jobs. Um, wh- what does he get from Dominic? Uh, some kind of you know Dominic hobnobs with famous clients, whatever. Maybe he he allows Dominic because Dominic will treat him to stuff, so he doesn't have to fucking pay for anything. Right. Then Richie Notar, same shit. Nobu, 
<laughs> Nobu had an eternal plug on the Howard Stern show. The, Sto- sh- the Stern show should have been called the Nobu show. <laughs> and then so it's all transactional on every level. And then you start looking at it and you go, so you really are just a piece of shit that just uses people. And Ross was Gary's friend uh, firsthand and then transitioned to Wiggy's um, um, gang, gang, gang bang leader. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think before that, yeah, he was connected to Gary. So he knew him through Gary. And um, wasn't it who was a booker that was dating um, Linda Lopez? Linda Lopez, yeah. So they would party with Howard, but it would be that whole record company gang bang type thing. It would be. You know, like, let's see what we can get from record company. In other words, can we get guests from these people? That was right. the connection to Ross. Right. And it, and, it just, and and free tickets for Bowie. Because <laughs> he had to see, he had to see the boss, had to see Bruce. Yeah. He had to be entertained. <laughs> it's Thursday. I'm not doing anything. Give me a concert, Ross, any <laughs> concert. Who's playing? Uh, fucking t- <laughs> what's, what's, uh, what's her name? Petula Clark. She's playing at the garden. <laughs> Give me tickets. <laughs> so. You're Why not, do you feel Sal. obligated to say I'm not your friend? Because that, you're not. Does that make you feel because, better? Because you're the one bringing this stuff up and talking about you want to be drinking beers and, and cooking for me and, and laying in my bed. Dude, dude, we're not friends. All right, good. That's it. You work for the guy. Ronnie, keep dude, an eye on him. Dude, you know how he always asks me for advice out there? Me? Yeah. Hey, see, hey, I tried to do the right thing. And hey, it's Ronnie take my advice. advice. You better drop this whole thing or you'll be out of here. I'm telling you. What's wrong with you, that's, man? That's good. You're sick. I am so intimidated right now. No, I'm not trying to be. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm, you're gonna, you're gonna push him to the point where he's All gonna right. tell you to get out. Yeah, you get me making me nervous. Am I? Yeah. That's crazy. And, and, I'm nervous. And the second Dude. thing, Sal. Every time it snows, how it always asks me. Listen, man, if you don't feel like going home, you can stay at my apartment. Just so you know. Yeah. Oh, why <laughs> that's did you throw well. that? Got <laughs> love Ronnie. He knows how to dig the needle in just a little bit. And Ronnie's fascinating too, but it, it, I was more annoyed by Ronnie than anything. But the one thing I could say, he's immature as well, except for when he's wearing Mambo for the mature man. But he, he's immature as well. But at least he's set. You know, he 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 had a he had a game plan. He he had a a a, a truck business. He got into the limo business. He you know he he was set. But he whenever you hear him speak or even when he argues he he doesn't even know how to articulate properly it's he's another no ronnie didn't go to finishing school by any means exactly Uh, but but uh but he did but what one thing i and i I know i know a lot of people found him annoying and still do and i don't blame them i mean listen to those let's fuck some whores i mean like this is not a person you bring to home to see mom but um He's a man's man. The wedding pictures came. I'm sure you saw some of them on Facebook, whatever. And Doug Goodstein's right up. Right. Uh, and he's a man's man. I've always respected him for being um, loyal and being knowing, knowing when to be a mensch about certain things. Like when, when, uh, according to uh, Richie, um, and even actually Ronnie, I mean, they said, you're not supposed to hang out with uh, like Richie. Will. you're not supposed to see ex staffers. And he said, no. Richard's Richie's my friend, Richie Wilson. So I'm hanging out with him whenever I want. We don't discuss work. That's the kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, certain people, like certain, if certain events happen, certain things that uh, people might need some help. Ronnie's probably the first one to offer a hand. When yeah. Casey came back that one time, you remember that one awful fucking video that, you know, he's he's all fucked. Clearly, like in between binges of vodka 
or whatever fucking booze he's drinking. He looks horrible. And Bowie's like, should we put him on the air? Are we doing any favors to him? And, and oh, he's just an ass- asshole. Ronnie was the one person that wanted to talk to him and clearly looked disturbed at, at Casey's state. But Gary didn't give a fuck. Right. You could tell. So that's why I like Ronnie. Uh, because not because he's <laughs> Mr. Charm School. <laughs> no, you mean you know you didn't like the Ronnie sexual tips. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus, yeah. When you start talking about his arsehole, that's when I that's when I literally trip over the power cord accidentally on purpose to make sure the computer just dies. <laughs> no shutdown. Get it, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, Ronnie's my friend. <laughs> he's just rubbing it in. Ronnie's your friend, and I'm. But not... Howard, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Ronnie's my friend. Okay. Here's a question: When you say that you and Howard are friends, I mean, I know you'd like it to be that way, but seriously, what does that mean? what's the evidence of a friendship? In other words, you work here; we all get along well. Outside of here, what's the evidence of any kind of a friendship? Uh, you know, he, once in a while we have slight chatter. I don't know. Slight chatter is a friendship. <laughs> I'm trying to develop something here. Am I so guilty of developing something with a guy no, that no, no, I can, admire? It's okay. no. That's so wrong. Yes. All right, fine. I've learned my lesson. If we worked on a construction site and we you don't. were my foreman, I would we sleep don't. at your place and we it wouldn't don't. be a big deal. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, sure I would. No. You're, you're thinking just because he's in this situation and you're working together and he's avoiding I don't like you, to sleep with he, anyone from work. I don't care what I'm doing. He's not going to do this with <laughs> Just Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, got to throw that in. This is the thing we talked about in the first episode. Just because you work with people really closely, you know, in, in, in a blue-collar situation, like you said, you don't necessarily want to have them at your house unless... If you're best friends, you have to get you work together. It happens to be that way. Different story. Like if you knew each other beforehand. But on the job, there's usually most people keep a a very good separation between friends and work. Yeah, and you you know if you had like you know uh, job functions or you know if you invited them to possible uh, events. Hell, Stutter and John was you know in the doghouse for years. Because Wiggy didn't invite him to his daughter's uh, bat mitzvah, so mm-hmm. and he, he and he held a grudge for that for the longest time. And you know, Howard told him, he says, "You weren't part of that circle." He says, "In fact, if I, I who I really wanted was would it have just been Robin because she was more involved with the with the kids." Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I, I invited my my closer people. Sal wants to feel as though that he could. Like instantly, yeah, wiggle his way that quickly into uh, Wiggy's throne, and it's not—it's—it's not happening at this moment. He wants—he wants to expedite the process. He wants them to be best friends yesterday. Yeah, he wants to go to the express line. Really, (laughs) (laughs) he's elbowing people out of the way. Yeah, I don't want to be with you. All right, I'm sorry. I've seen enough of you. All right, good. I see enough of you here. Good. You're—you're psychotic. Who else do you have this hankering to hang out with? Thanks Certainly not Riley. you, Robin. No, tell me, who else? It's because he's Howard. Yeah, and that's what's sickening. You work for this, dude. You, you know, worked for oh, this. It's your fault. Oh. It's your fault for being famous. Please, hey, please you got to see a psychiatrist. It. I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. uh, look at me. Uh, no, honestly. You got to go to a psychiatrist. This in order to get back in here. I worked for this. <laughs> this this is isn't what I worked for. You don't know anything. I love the OJ mask just behind Sal. <laughs> And just staring at him down like, really, man? Yeah, it's like, hey, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> well, so 
okay, we're not going to keep stopping it this this quickly this often, guys. Um, they, there's, <laughs> you need to see a psychiatrist. That's you know what, Howard. I'll take that from just about anybody else except you. Exactly. But I I, I love when you, when you hear Artie chime in. It's mm-hmm. the best part because Artie's like, no, no, we're really dealing with something, something's something wrong here. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny. Like when they when they had. It, they were they were in more danger though when they had Casey in there for a while, the, especially given his economic situation and his gambling problem and then drinking ostensibly as well, which just got worse. And then when it culminated in a really bad you know situation where he self he mutilated himself basically, and then come on, um, who us have not ever bled on a Bible? I mean, come on, we, right? We I've listen i put we've all put on the demo of uh you know the live the live version of entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt and 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 danced around with a razor blade and sliced ourselves up like a chick like a virginia ham but um who danced around in a torn up skirt listening to lamb of god like come on should i please (laughs) cue lazarus right now (laughs) so like that was a situation, especially you remember we covered that briefly. That just that the blow up of of Casey, and it, it's too bad we didn't cover the whole thing. We probably should at some point. Um, the way they treated Casey, not understanding that he was extremely like a powder keg ready to go off. Like that shows you, you have to color the Hank thing with Artie with with Casey in the same sort of group, except that yeah. Hank was not a regular. Right, they all they were all enabled. But uh, enabled and also like way too, they're way too close to people that sh- they shouldn't be that close to in that situation. Now, already, mind you, he was only hurting himself and same with KC. But if KC went nuts in that, <laughs> that environment, what was Ronnie going to do? <laughs> Can you take him down? <laughs> yeah, taser him. <laughs> My favorite was stuttering. John came in and goes, I could take Ronnie. <laughs> they were all talking about who could beat up, who could Ronnie beat up? <laughs> About for me. you. You don't know what I've worked for. You don't know anything about me, Sal. I'm sorry that I asked for your help to snow over it's, something. It's more it wasn't than that. about help because you didn't need help that bad. That's right. All right, whatever. You don't want to be my friend. Danny, oh. that's right. Friend. I don't. All right, good. Hello? Danny, you're on the air. All right. Yeah, Howard? Yes. Oh, this guy's nuts. He's going to do you like uh, David Spade's bodyguard. Really? <laughs> oh, worse. The taser. People, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think this might have stemmed, Howard. When you brought him out to dinner to talk with him, him and Richard, yeah, I made a he mistake. probably brought it to the next level. He but, thinks you're like Dominic. Yeah, I you made know, a you're mistake. not on a Dominic's level there, Sal. But, Howard, you took two people out to dinner, and one person got this out of it, and the other person didn't. Yeah, Richard Christie turns out to be the normal guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a normal. He knows not to step over the line. Don't say that. Hey, Howard, want to give me a Hampton place? Well, Richard's a good guy, man. Oh, that makes I would, I would have let Richard sleep over Sal's my apartment got, any time. Sal, good. Let him stay there tonight. No. Good. Richard, if you want to stay over tonight, that's cool. Hey, you know what? Here's what you do. Sal, you take Richard's apartment. Richard will stay with yeah. Howard. Man, yeah. I must be an awful person for you guys to do this to no, me. No, you're, I don't know you're mentally I, ill. Don't let Richard oh, stay over because Sal will kill him. <laughs> I knew, I knew yes. you were mentally ill when Ace Fraley was on, and you oh. were... <laughs> That was scary. Well, Ace <laughs> besides you was the second guy I looked up to. Yeah. Such <laughs> a funny guy to... <laughs> Paul Stanley and Howard Stern have a lot in common, as we know now. So makes But sense. just hearing Audie laugh in the back, it just, like, it makes you realize, like, yeah, this guy's fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, and this yeah. is, you know, coming, compare, you know, in this company, 
you know, with with Artie, Robin, and Howard in the room, Sal's the nutty one. Yeah, exactly. Jesus age. <laughs> to be in love with, too. Yeah, he's maybe, maybe Howard would give you keys to his Hamptons place. Maybe right. you want to do that, too. Yeah, we you got to know there. not to step over the line, man. You're delusional. Yeah, what about the Hamptons place? You, you, you do invite, I'm just talking to you now. Okay. You do invite a lot of people out there. There's a lot of room. There's a huge beach. <laughs> What's the, I mean, you have a barbecue or something? You will never, ever right. be invited to my Thank home. Thank you again. I feel better. I never want you near me. You, I don't even want you in the studio. Yeah, anymore. he doesn't want uh, you to know where. Sal, you, you just know. work for the show, man. That's it. Sal Bobo, you're not go out there for you know uh, burgers. Sal Bobo thinks you're nuts. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know that. I know if I came there, I would just do my job and go home. I wouldn't ask. I got his Bobo wears out. a giant raccoon on his head, and he thinks hey, you're you know crazy. What? He crazy glues a squirrel to his forehead, and he's telling hey, you know what? Nuts. I got some brains, though, man. I'd be on that show. I just do my job. I wouldn't ask him. You know, somebody stay over your house this week. Oh, I just needed a place to stay, Bo, but that's all I needed. Because I know Wolfie, the, the scuttlebutt is that Wolfie is related to Will. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that. And that would make perfect sense uh, if that's the case. And then, yeah. and, you know, why certain ties into the, you know, into the show. Right. I know that Howard's cousin did the <laughs> awful B-suitical shit when he was <laughs> advertising. It was Howard's cousin. And, so he'll and- take money from anybody. And Sal bought every every packet that came out just so he um, could get closer to Wiggy. Oh, which that's another clip when uh Sal's uh when Wiggy's nephew came to do an internship and Sal buddied up with him. He wanted uh him to do voiceovers and <laughs> he said Wiggy's How, like How, Howard's nephew came in for this? Yes, yeah, there's a there's a there's a uh, of his nephew he, he can't be. It can't be his nephew because he doesn't. Uh, the, uh, his sister, I think, only has girls. Right, right. His cousin. It was his cousin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was a younger cousin, and uh, Sal wanted him to be part of a bit, and you wanted to use his voice. And Howard's like, "Why would you use him? He doesn't even have a voice for it." He goes, "Oh, you know, you know, he's, he's it's in, it's in the blood, you know, you know." <laughs> I never heard that. I'll have to listen to that. I'll, I'll find. I'll find it. I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> it's funny. If, if, if Howard's garbage man was on the show, so I would like sidle up next to him. Hey, look, dude, let's, get, let's do lunch. When he asked him, he goes, "What if I told you that he wasn't he wasn't really my cousin?" He goes, "I will get him out of here." <laughs> oh, unbelievable! I'm glad you're on the air. Hey, Howard, how's it going? What's going on? Right. Uh, what about me? When do I get a key to the apartment? I, mean, I got you on my forearm over here. Sure, you have a tattoo of me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I, I would sooner do that. Kevin, you're on the air. Hey, Howard, what's up? Hey. Hey, this guy reminds me of that movie Single White Female, remember? With that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty soon. Next he'll thing he'll be dressing like up him. like you and walking around. I know, you know? I know. Yeah. Like Ralph? <laughs> yeah, and, and he brings it up. He, he, he brings it up. And yeah. yeah. He, he mentions that Gary said it, and Gary goes, no, I didn't. No, Gary did say that at one point. Before I'll have to, I, because I, I only heard this once ages ago. And I don't remember yeah. that, so I have to. Gary had. No, I must admit, Ralph has that syndrome of dressing up and looking like you. Let me tell you oh something. Here you are again, trying to analyze who my friends are and why. I'm, a, I'm a, Ralph I'm, is one of my dearest friends. I'm addressing something. He looks like you. So what? And Gary said that. Ralph, no, I haven't. You said that, Ralph. One time you said, Ralph, you ever noticed so that what? Ralph has slowly developed into Howard Stern? You said that one time. He was Listen hair to me. And his, Listen oh, to me. Not, no. I believe I believe that Gary did say that, and they were in conversation. Yeah. And it's not; it's never been Ralph dresses like Howard. It's the other way around. It it was it was during the conversation. I forgot if it was they were they were somewhere, 
and Ralph was being mistaken for Howard <laughs> at a at an event, and Gary I said yeah that he says Ralph sort of automatically started um, metamorphosis into you, and that's exactly and and that's where 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 Sal gets it from. Well, and 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 that's and it's and no, but you notice though. Bowie's trying to distance himself from that. Why? Oh, why would yeah. he say? Why would he do that unless he thought he was going to get in trouble for saying that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus. Listen to me. What? You're spending too much time thinking oh, about boy. me. <sighs> You're spending too much time thinking about my friends. Okay, it's over. It's over. But it's so not over. That's yeah, all. Yeah. No, stop thinking about goes. him. You're obsessed. I always you listen. You need a psychiatrist. You need. A I can't very afford one. No. You've got. You've got to steal. To get money for that psychiatrist. I went to one psychiatrist as a kid and it didn't, didn't work. No, no kidding. Oh my God! How many? He oh, gave what? it one shot. We all thought it worked. <laughs> she had me beat up a teddy bear. So yeah, I well, then start beating up a teddy bear. Leave me out of this. <clears throat> all right. Check into a loony bin for the weekend, not my apartment. Thank you, sir. I think he's already at the loony bin personally. But the other thing is, Howard does not want anybody getting too close to him to see what. That as I said, or we were discussing it a little bit earlier. Anybody gets too close to him and Ralph are going to see exactly what goes on. That's why now, at the in the case of where you know wherever Ralph is, he doesn't spend any time with Howard. Um, I I think Howard just has other things, other people to deal with. Like maybe maybe Wilding fucking sucks his dick. I have no idea, but he. There was a time there, like I guarantee he did wanted to make sure that people didn't see fully what him and Ralph were up to. Yeah, they get they talk. Uh, I'm surprised that um Stunt Joe hasn't started uh, <laughs> pulling back the layers because he got pretty close. How he close? Was at, he was he was in the Hamptons place. Uh Stutter John was hanging out in the Hamptons with them at some time. So he 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 was there. He 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 found his way to crack open that shell and he got in. But he's also stupid enough to say Howard's not racist and Howard's uh Howard's very <laughs> intelligent. <laughs> the shit. I mean, come on. Yeah, it depends on it depends on what time of day or how many beers he's been in. If, geez, yeah, if if the if the Budweiser truck hasn't pulled up to the uh, whatever <laughs> to the to the whatever, <laughs> Jesus the Pickwick, Christ, the Pickwick Pug, whatever yeah. the Pickwick Pug that he's at, wherever it is, yeah. If you know where you can sleep tonight, Creedmore. Bellevue. <laughs> Bellevue. <laughs> after after That's your in gig. Manhattan. <laughs> where is your gig? L.A. No, well tonight. Oh, tonight. It's it's a workout show at a comedy club. I don't even want to mention the club's name. All right, he's upset. Yeah. No, I mean what the hell? I mean you know it's just a workout show. You know, What's a workout show? It, it's a guest spot. You you write new material and you try it out. So then, if you're not that into it, what are you bothering me about? I am into it. I'm trying to develop. Where do you live? Can't you go home? What do you live in Guam? <laughs> Howard, who, who judges comedians, doesn't know what a workout show could possibly mean. Oh, because you know, because I I'm a genius. Yeah. I'm a genius. What does the word workout mean, Howard, when you go to the gym and Pat Menachia, who you pay all this kind of money to maintain your girlish figure? Um, you know, what does what could it possibly mean, fuckhead? Jesus. No, I live in uh, Long Island. So then go back to Long Island. And I'm going to be here late. But that's not my problem. And then I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. To OK, be... that's I know it's it. Not, I know it's not your problem. That's why I politely sent you an email if I could stay over. Sal, I'm punking you. Of course you can use my place. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now I don't believe it. Yeah, let's. Why does he have to stay so fucking late? And and like they're there. If he has to be there already at four, like five, like six o'clock, because they before six o'clock he's got to get in, and he's got to stay sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hours at the job before he can leave. What the fuck? I guess you know what stuff he can't do at home because he doesn't have the gear. Possibly, 
Jesus uh, Christ. And yeah, I wonder if he's getting paid for that. Fuck. Yeah. Because it, it was it was saying that his trip would use I, I remember uh when he would come in with John Hine, it was maybe about an hour and a half, almost two hours um into the city. So yeah, he he would have to like kill time, but I think he really, really didn't want to look at any other uh, avenues for him to use. He distinctly said, I can stay with Howard. And he was <laughs> dead ass serious about it. Never bring this up again. I won't. And never bring up my friends and don't bring up staying in my I have life. nothing against your friends. I think Ralph's a good guy. Right, I don't right. know Dominic What are you doing evaluating? You don't know who my business. friends are. You don't know anything about my life. And I didn't say I did, but I'm yes, saying did. I can't you believe that You said you know I'm, Dominic's at my house, you know Ralph's at my house, you know what's going on. But I can't believe I'm that far off the mark. Who's a good guy and who's a bad guy? But I can't believe I'm that far off the mark from a Dominic or anybody else. Well, I just mean, trust what separates me from them? If it makes you feel better, you're not that far off from a Dominic. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Awful. That's it. I'm so done. you don't know anything about it. No, but Sal, I mean, Howard's friends should be as important to you as Will or Jason's friends are. Right. Yeah, you don't wonder who they're hanging out with. Why are you focused on my friends and not Will and Jason's friends? Because Will and Jason don't have any, but I don't... No, no, it's, you're not focused that I, it's not that I on me focused on because it. I'm famous. You're a star nah. effort. Oh yeah. no, yeah. fancy Wiggy calling Sal that after this all these years, including those years. Yeah, fast forward to um, hanging out with Jennifer Aniston and uh, <laughs> standing next to Paul McCartney with a Beatles shirt on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah, that's I don't exactly see his famous. I, mm -hmm. I am taking the initiative to say to you, Howard Stern. You know <laughs> <Howard> what, Stern? <laughs> all right, get out of here. You're, oh, you're mentally you ill. Me. You're mentally that. ill. Walk out if you're the walk of shame. You know what? No parent would do that to their child. Right. But it's not your father. And he's not your parent. <laughs> yeah, but I you're look at him. You're looking for a father, and that, I'm not it. But that's how you look at him. That doesn't mean he has to look back at you the same no. way. You've, you've, you've never had a son. I so am, what? I don't have a son. Yeah, but you have another uh, daughter that's being raised by Beth's uh, brother. Um, so the thing is, <laughs> I just can't stand <laughs> the fact that, like, what what he said oh okay you, you need you're looking for another father if you, everybody knows the story of of sal's dad you can understand exactly why he'd be looking somewhere else for a father yeah yeah he when when they talk about uh, staff members who had tough upbringings fred and uh fred and and sal top the list there yeah yeah definitely um yeah i know i know gary had it rough because of his mom his mom yeah yeah, and um, <laughs> Robin theoretically because of her father. <laughs> I don't. I mean, that's. I. I, I, I to be his bullshit. I put an asterisk next to that shit. Um. Yeah. But yeah, Sal had it tough, and I. I even remember um them saying they they saying that uh, Stutter and John had it bad too. Said they had a very abusive father at one time as well. Yeah, and uh, so while all these abused people come working for this one fucking guy who's right. nothing but abuse them, talk mm -hmm. about <laughs> flies to a, a uh, moths to a flame. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's nuts, and uh, and I know he brought him in, and I'm sure he has a, I'm sure Sal's come to a reckoning on his dad now that he's way older and he has kids of his own and stuff, and I'm sure Sal's a much better fa better father to his own kids than his dad was to him. But when I heard some of those stories over the years from little bits of audio about Sal's dad and how he was treated how how he acted himself i was just oh god I've, I, I've i've grown up with some people with similarly fucked up uh childhoods but that one took the cake just when he said when he says about his thoughts about black people and i was like it's it's 
not shocking to me because, like you said, I've known and heard people say it like front line, right? And but it's still like it still goes, oof! Like you can't believe that they were there, and it's still people that's like that. Well, and it's and it's sad. Like it's sad that that has to that has to be a reality. But uh, I mean, fuck it. Uh, and and maybe you know what with Christine, he sort of balanced out a little bit. Uh, maybe she helped smooth over the rough edges because there were plenty to smooth out. <laughs> what do you mean when when he says I have plenty of black friends? Kevin Lofton is one of my. Kevin friends. Lofton's a friend of mine. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> he counted his black friends. I don't look at you as a son. If you were my son, I'd burn you at the stake. He doesn't want a 50-year-old son. Yeah, I don't want you. Robin. I don't want you. I want a somewhat makeup, for sure. <laughs> or big teeth. I don't need to be his son. You want I got to take a monkey. I got a daddy. Sal. Yeah, he took off. He took one look at you and went, ran for the hills. Yeah, that's it. I well, don't want to be. your papa? I understand you, had, knows. you need a father, but I ain't it. I'm not. A, I, all right. I just wanted a place to stay. That's all. That's I, so I, not I true, though. But it's not. You no, didn't want you're a place looking to stay. for a home with your father, Hi, and you need to take those longings <laughs> okay. and go see a psychiatrist. I will. And put it into that. All right. Because you're mentally ill. I'm sorry. All right. Now leave. Walk out of here. Shame. Hi, mommy. Are you proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> he had to give Robin. He he. He definitely, at this point, and I think even later on, he hates Robin with a passion. Oh, definitely. And then with that whole passive-aggressive shit that he did to her with the... Talking about her the show. TV show. <laughs> I love that. And the which, <laughs> which was definitely, in my opinion, instigated by Howard. Oh, they, yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. It's all your fault, Robin. All right, we're going to take a break. Lewis, thank you. Can I give it a, about wow. 10 seconds? Who are the other people that are consumed with staying at my apartment? You really ought to I'm, give us a list. I'm putting you in charge of reporting to me. I'll, I'll report to you. You have a new job. Are people having these conversations with you? No, you I mean, you hear things. You yeah. know, and I, I can see it in people's people's eyes, the way they talk, or talk to, each, uh, to each other about you. Wow, well, there's you a whole to, cult out there. I need you to write an article for HowardStern.com. Oh, I mean, my goodness. It's, it's strange. It's it is a cult. It is because uh, Jason was on the same trail. Uh, Will came in. He was a big fan. He was a caller early on. Artie, uh, Ralph. Yeah, Artie, Ralph. The only one who came in cold uh, was John Hine. Well, what about Jackie? I mean he he put his he put a CV out, but he wasn't necessarily a fan. Right, right. But th- you know that was they were early on still. But, you know, yeah. but. You know, but John Hine was basically he he came in, you know as a guest. As a guest, yeah. That was it yeah. pretty much. Yeah. My opinion about you is so different because I never listened to this show before I started working here, but everyone here has been listening to this show forever. And to be here right finally in front of you, it's just an incredible thing. Who else uh, around here concerns you? Uh in your comments. Please, you can tell us anything. Does his name rhyme with replace? That's got the pace, is it? <laughs> No, no, no. I've had the pace well, to my house. Yeah, yeah. he's normal. I was, I've, the, pace I, the pace I could totally hang out with. He's, he's a, a nice good guy. guy. He's normal. But, but Sal would say, why Scott? I get Scott. Scott's a funny guy. Wait a minute. Don't bring me into this. I've never said it. was a joke. It was a joke. Nobody right, bringing it into it. Take it easy. Go back to your little cave. Knock it off. But <laughs> Sal would go, well, why Scott the pace and why not Sal? What does Scott the pace have that Sal doesn't have? I don't know. I heard some weird stuff about Lewis. 
Lewis? Yeah. What? What did you hear about me? I heard you're getting married next week, and you're yeah, trying to you're trying to keep strange. it on the down low so I don't give you the oh, lecture. Oh, my goodness. Why? Because I'm not getting in your face saying, hey, Howard, you know I'm getting married. I'm getting married next week. You know? hey, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you didn't tell us? My goodness. I told everybody. Lewis I mean, leads a, well, it didn't get here. Lewis appears to lead a very normal life for yeah, this, he's not a pain in this in office. Right. You want to stay at my place tonight? Lewis might be one of the few people on staff with a brain in his head. Lewis is... One that knows how to stay under the fucking radar and doesn't need to be a whore for this fucking mook. Like, no, no, he doesn't. And I would love, I would love to tap him for an interview, even in 2023, because he was, he was on the air. Okay. Several times and infamously for that, Gary, that, that great Gary, uh, that wasn't that, wasn't that the best piece of it's it to me, it's top 25. But, and you know, for me, the reason why it's that good, because this was that at that precipice where, you know, we always knew Gary to be the bumbling fool, the bumbling producer, uh, yeah. uh, the punching bag. Mm-hmm. But then once he got a little bit more money, once he got a little bit more contacts, but we Gatsby sense, yeah, you could sense you could sense that the obnoxiousness was going <laughs> what was coming out, and. He was the earliest one, earliest individuals, him and Richie Wilson, that pointed out how obnoxious Gary had become and uh, self self indulged and, and very um, elite, very much of an elitist. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, and and he, and then Gary, my favorite part of that, one of my favorite parts, Gary going, unlike John, I won't get upset if someone comes in here and to, and that's the first like. Because he and he was thrown for a loop. Um, it's it's with Lewis. And, and Gary was like, Gary was like, uh, oh, I've got I've got thick, you know, alligator skin. This won't hurt me, whatever. And he was thrown for a loop. Like, don't you? Aren't you aware? How how little self awareness do you have that you treat, according to Lewis, all these interns like shit? Well, and, and the best part about it as well is that the protagonist of it was Stuttering John. Yeah. Who, for years, it, you knew that these two didn't like each other, meaning Gary and John. They and didn't. John, yeah. They gave that whole facade where it's like, yeah, we're 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 cool, we're we're friends and such like that. But he thought I said they would each throw each other under the bus. And that day, G- Gary was prodding him yeah. with that whole that whole notion. And John went into his back pocket and he says, I know somebody who could come out and give it to give it to him right in the, right in his face. And, sure and for that, came out. and for, and for that to have happened means Lewis probably mentioned, uh, most certainly mentioned to John, like I, mm-hmm. you notice, you ever noticed this about Gary, that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. maybe he Lewis wanted John to bring that up, yeah, yeah, at some point in the future. I love that clip. That was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bowie goes, he goes, I'm sorry, Gary. He goes, don't be, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I am mad. <laughs> yeah, fucking it. And then boom, that was the first thing I said. You, you said you weren't gonna get mad. <laughs> and, when he, and when he walked in and he says, "Did you think it was Lewis?" And he says, "No." <laughs> he's just no. like he was thrown for a loop. <laughs> right. He goes, "I don't know who I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting Lewis." And I'm like, right. "Like, well, uh, anyway." But That's, Gary is not self-aware. That's the biggest uh, problem. 
Exactly. One of the biggest problems. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Like can, can he use the place for his honeymoon? Yeah. You want to use my apartment for your honeymoon? No, that's cool. Well, congratulations to you. you. I didn't know it was that soon. Congratulations. Thank Please you. stay at my place. <laughs> I'll think about it. In fact, he'd like to take you and your lovely bride out. Right. I would, actually. <laughs> he's, Howard, he's Howard's type. A little swarthy, <laughs> twinkish. The twinkish, you know? Yeah, yeah. Your uh, fiance. Yes. Yeah. Nice girl. She likes to dance. He likes to dance. It's a perfect match. I've never had the opportunity to see them dance. I feel I'm missing. It's them. really weird. It's like a flamenco. <laughs> the tango. The tango. It's not a dance you can ignore. No. They take up the whole floor, those two. You know what? That's a great. The dance you can't ignore. <laughs> Are you going to dance at your wedding? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's good. Yeah, yeah, but not with another man, Howard, like you. Every time, every fucking chance you get. Bustara. What is it? See it. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Everybody calm down. Thank you, Louis. Congratulations on the marriage. I'm not wow. going to lecture you. But I wish he'd give us the names of these mm -hmm. other people in these I have no clue who he's talking about. That's what's so weird. I think it's all Sal. I think this, this issue is far from over. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. This I, is the beginning. I work with somebody once who had a stalker, and, and that's classic behavior. Well, you could see that Sal can't let go of it. Right. He no. has this idea that Howard owes him something now. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, a, a knowledge of a stalker? Not necessarily for you, but somebody else that you knew. Most stalkers, most stalker stories I've ever heard involved people who were stalking women. To be honest. Um. Yeah. That it's it, it's like like I, ex ex boyfriends that kind of shit really more than anything. No, I have a, I have a patient who constantly tries to get admitted for um one of our nurses constantly <laughs> it does i mean I, and i didn't i didn't know about this um how long it stretched it actually stretched for more than 10 years i didn't know that mm -hmm. it wasn't until the nurse told me she goes yeah i know him from another hospital and he finds me he knows where where Ooh, i'm working Christ. yeah yeah that's creepy yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, Christ, New York's not a small place. No, it's not. And in as many hospitals that we have over here, he finds where where with his nurses. It's it's definitely creepy. I'm just thinking of that fucking intro sequence to the Equalizer, the TV show, where all these guys are popping out of subways and around bends and the, you know, like telephone <laughs> booths getting jacked. Fuck, it's it, just brutal, it, man. It, it, it wasn't too far from from reality back then. <laughs> Oof. Well, you asked for it by being famous. I know. That's the, that was the weirdest thing of the day. You asked for this. Right. If a shrink made a list of all the things he would say, the characteristics he'd have, he, he hit every point. Well, I was saying, when they put that Robert De Niro character together, these are all the things they had him say. No, it was based on sound. Yeah. It's your fault. You worked for this. That's a. That's by the way, here's a tidbit. A Lewis. Sal's the king of calamari. <laughs> invited only one staff member to his wedding. Who do you think it was? Well, it wasn't Baba Booey. That's for that. sure. No, he doesn't like Baba Booey. Um, Fred? Fred. Ah. Is that true? Fred is the only one. I bet you Fred's I'm not, not going. Aware of, no, I'm not going, but I sent him. I knew it. <laughs> his gift will be in the mail a year from now. He is, he, uh, and, I, and I like Fred, but he's so odd. He's just... You, you talk about Wiggy being socially awkward. Fred is just... He's odd. <laughs> and he, he, he always appears, he, 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 he's at times, it, it, you don't know if it's arrogance, shyness, a combination of both, um, because he, that's something odd. Like you would most people would be one or the other. You wouldn't expect someone to be so socially awkward 
unless they had a conflict within themselves, like wanting to be a certain way, but inherently another way and, and, and just an inability to be the way they want to be. And you see that conflict and it makes for a very odd demeanor. It makes for an odd like personality. Yeah. And I've, I've often said that um, with Fred, it's, it's, it's that, I guess the upbringing of the, 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 the background that he had, but also yeah. his, even like he's another one. He does not know how to articulate when he's in an argument or in or in a debate. He's another one that just he's he's he mischarms school as well. <laughs> well, yeah, but he he's he first of all they say he's intelligent. Okay, so he read a couple of volumes of the Funkin Wagnalls nineteen seventy seven fucking you know Loblaws diction uh, like encyclopedia. Come on, that's our version of Price Price Chopper <laughs> up north and. Um, <laughs> He, he, um, he just, yeah, painfully awkward. And when they say he's an alien, I know like that's the long running joke. I'm sure there's some normal things about him, but I'd say he's just way more comfortable being by himself than with anybody, including his family. Right. He's a loner kind of guy. Yeah. Like he'd rather be on a bike riding or somewhere like, or just, I don't know, going camping even or something and playing music. Uh, but, but again, like he, he's got the, he's got the, 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 the sack to want to start a band and the attempts to, to get it to happen. But stuttering John is the one who gets the record deal. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually more, and, and, and Fred from what has been said was actually more talented, but you know, who knows? I don't know. I heard King Norris later on when they were on that vault, whatever that one, that one, what was that? Um, well, don't few- talk the few, yeah, fuse. <laughs> that was fuse. awful. <laughs> fuse. <laughs> it was like four forty, three fifty-year-olds in a garage he, band. He should have recorded with um, Big Orange Marble or the Scoldies. <laughs> yes, yes, by far. Wait, I'm going, but it's not it. That's why you invited Fred because you know he won't come. Fred doesn't go to anything. No. <laughs> Earth, the, the, it wasn't before it was King Norris. It was Earth, Wind, and Fuck Off. <laughs> so doing it in a in a very special place in Philadelphia. It's a long trip, right? Why, Fred? You interact with Fred the most. Yeah. First of all, was this uh, page sixty nine that you got this from? No, I heard from other people. Yeah, <laughs> it's Sal typing it in right now. Let me tell you something. The only Sal's difference between Sal back. and Jason is that Jason has a way of doing it that is nice for you. He he kisses your ass and Sal. Oh, so Jason's one of the people, huh? <laughs> Thank you very much. So Jason. Is a stalker. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what? Ask anybody besides Gary, and they'll tell you the truth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where are you coming from? About? By the way, your buddy Will put that note up, not me. Okay, so, I, I and again, I believe it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. When you hear stories of, of how Jason and his upbringing and their their love for the show and him... Once he got in through the door, how he became his his way was not as different as uh, not that different than Sal, but except Sal was just aggressive. Mm -hmm. Jason became part of the show and that fabric by doing what you know got John over, which was the manipulation and the 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 backstabbing storytelling. Yes. And, and but but he worked his way up like just basically being an intern and then uh or I think it was an intern, he was an intern first, like with Will, yeah, yeah. wasn't weren't they both? Yeah. yeah, both. They both came in at the same time, yeah. Right. So and he was a fan, yeah, of course. And he was but like apparently responsible enough to do a credible job enough to stay to get jobs there. 
Now, mind you, God knows they must have been making like less than KC, who was said he was making twenty five grand a year, um, as just flunkies in the office or just bare like grillos, like two grillos in the studio, basically. Well, but Gary's uh, yes man. I love this. Will's a stalker. <laughs> it hardly matters. Yeah, appa- which one. <laughs> apparently, the word is that Jason is madly in love with you, but I'm blind to it. That, Jason is a guy who. I don't know. Does but his me, job. Me, I don't see any weird behavior. I'm a Shakespearean. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the show. All right. I've listened to the show my whole life. It, it means a lot to me. And I work hard. I appreciate being here. I'm not in love with you. I'm not looking. You know, looking to stay, stay at your at my apartment place. for the night. Howard, can I tell you the difference? I mean, what the hell? Because I, I, I will tell you, Jason is a huge fan of the show. There's no doubt. Right. When you use something that he sent you on the air, it makes him very happy. Yeah. Right. But if you don't use something he sent you on the air, he doesn't obsess over it for days and days. Right. No, we, we were just going over That's with That's not this. true, Lewis says. Go ahead, Lewis. Well, give me an example. That's not true. Give me an example. Once Howard said uh, to Jason's face on the air, you're an off-air kind of guy. You don't belong on the air. And Jason was sulking for about a week. Uh, really? God forbid I let that comment get me down for 30 seconds. I'm 30 sorry. Seconds. I got over it. I mean, what the hell, dude? I'm not a, I can't have a, an emotion for two seconds without it letting a... Uh, <laughs> not, not here you can. Jason's obsession with the show is kind of funny. You know, he wouldn't go to college... Somewhere where he couldn't get the show, where he couldn't pick up, like he wouldn't go to college. Oh, I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> That's brutal. Let me you, easily, you, you know, at some point you get someone to send you fucking tapes. Yeah, listen, that's what Richard did when he went on tour. He had people recording the show for him. That's how he always was able to catch up with some. I'll tell you this. Will has always been my guy. I like Will. It, he's he's never been that kind of, in that, in that orb. Like, he, he's... He's my kind of dude, the sports guy, gets rowdy, gets you know, gets drunk, he gets ridiculous, whatever the case may be. But he's also been that guy that, you know, tells it to you straight up. And the same thing that he issues he had with Jason, issues that he'll have with Scott the Pace, whatever the case may be. He was always straight up with people. And I always liked that with Will. Yeah, I liked Will for certain things. Um that the story that he fucked around on his fiance with one of the interns is, you know, a little reprehensible behavior. But that's um like, yeah, that's later on, yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, he he did. I mean, wasn't he the one that was came on the air and said you got you got the cr- mad crush on Casey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I love it. it. And his observations were bang on, right? To the point where Howard had to laugh because he's like, "I busted, <laughs> I busted." He said, "Yeah, you might be right." <laughs> he used to get up. Wait, wait. He used to get up at four o'clock in the morning in high school so that he could listen to the show like three hours before wow. school. Wow, get ready for it. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. First of all, yes. When I when I was in high school, oh. and they asked me where I wanted to go to college. One of my you know, they put you have to list the criteria right. where you want to go. One of the criteria was it had to be a city that picked up Howard. That's all, I mean, what? That's L.A., Wait. San Francisco, D.C. I'm not limiting myself to Omaha. I mean, what the hell? his father got a good job offer in Texas yeah. where they couldn't pick up the show. They had a family meeting to decide whether they would move to Texas, and one of the major issues was whether you know they would miss you or not. Oh my God! There's whole parts of meeting. Amarillo is out, Dad. <laughs> right, I got to take a break. That's brutal. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's that deep. that's 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 closer to Sal level than you think, guys. Yeah, I I mean I mean I'm I'm trying to think how far I would go, I, w- I had gone. I used to work for UPS and. Okay. UPS is a lockdown facility. You can't bring at that time. I'm not sure how it is now, but you couldn't bring in any electronics in, not a phone, a Walkman, anything like that. So what I would do is I would um, 
I would I was able to sneak in one of the smallest radio um, um, transistors that I I can buy with a mm-hmm. little headset, and the shift that I would work, uh, my break would be at five fifty in the morning till six o'clock. And at six, I would immediately rush to my spot, grab my transistor, put it in my ear, and listen to the show. Okay. That's probably as far as I went to get the show. I, I don't I don't remember <laughs> wondering if my cable provider was gonna have Howard TV. <laughs> well, because the other thing is in, in whenever Jason went to school, you would have been looking also like, look, do just you can you also watch the TV show if you can't right. get because the TV show was on what Saturday nights? Uh, the, 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 the channel two. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. CBS on Saturday nights. Yeah. Right. And, and then later, and then later on the, the E show, uh, no, well, went. the channel nine show was on Saturday nights. Then it was the E show. And then the CBS show was on channel two on Saturday nights. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you, are you uh, afraid? Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's very nice. <laughs> Whatever. But he's not bugging me to be in my apartment. No, that's that's a line that if you go over that line, yes. I appreciate Jason loving the show, but he's never been inappropriate. That's with true. Like no, he's never been no. inappropriate, either, but it is a little creepy to make decisions right. that way. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, is like soft, soft idolation, uh, so, soft idolatry, like Jason's. That's the way. To, that's the way Sal should have really gone in to do it because you're. He's, you know, Jason, Jason eventually is going to, it's going to take longer for Jason to get to a point where he can get access. But in the end, look whose wedding uh, Howard attended, not Will's, not Richard's, not, um, uh, like Mehmet's or anybody else's. He went to Jason's. And, you know, and Jason actually kissed the right ass to get to where he's at. Cause he didn't go straight to, to, to Howard. He was he kissed Gary's ass. He was the mm-hmm. yes man. He did it all. And, he did it the right way. And I guarantee, and I've said this to Kayla I, on, on one, one episode we recorded. The only reason Howard went to that fucking wedding was because he wanted to see Jason's family dynamic up close and personal. He was fascinated because it was the same. He thought it was the same Jewish mother thing that he had with Ray. Yes. And he also wanted to see what the hell he spent money on. He had to see what what all that money went to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Will used to write me letters when he had cancer. It's true. So, I mean, everybody was a fan. He was a boy. I don't care. I was a boy, too, Rob. And he was 16 when you make those decisions. Oh, God. In college, you're 18. (laughs) (laughs) Or I was seven. (laughs) He's a clinical psychologist on the air. Yes. Yeah, Jim. some help. What's up? Yeah, you've got a serious problem there. I hope that was an act by Sal. No, if it's, if it's, oh, you're in trouble. I'm telling you, you get somebody to watch your back when you're getting home today. However, you get home, <laughs> you make sure someone checks that apartment before you go in that apartment. <laughs> Not a problem. All right, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> That's no clinical psychologist. Guy sounds like he's busy unloading trucks. <laughs> he's calling in from his cab. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good luck, my man. Love you. Love wow. you. All right, Jim. Pointing out Sal's a lunatic. All right. We've just gone through a very emotional. I know. I'm feeling a little shaky. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, Sal. Sal. There's another Sal. Yes, Sal? Hello? Yes. Hey, Howard? Yes. yes. Hey, this is Sal. I'm driving to work, but just listening to the show, big fan since 85. Okay. Um, 
It's kind of scary. It sounds just like the movie Fatal Attraction minus the girl. Right, right. Yeah, your girl is, instead of a pretty girl, you got Sal. I know, look right, at my you luck. Know, yeah, yeah, I would love to be stalked by a beautiful woman. <laughs> I really, really would. By the way, I was no more bigger of a fan than Artie was before he started working. I mean, Artie used to camp out at all your appearances. That's and, I true. mean, you know. I, I, I'm not feeling that weird vibe from right, you. Good, thank all you. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break and we'll be back right after these words. What happened? I don't know. I'm really disappointed. I, I want to sleep over at the guy's house, watch a little Survivor. What the hell's the big deal? I'm in the city. And he's telling me he wants to burn me at the stake, and, uh, you know, I'm not his kid. I, I just don't get it, so I'm sorry he feels that way. Apparently, this relationship is not going where I thought it would go. He thinks you're nuts. He's nuts. He's nuts. So you don't see anything wrong with what you did? No. I don't see, I don't see anything wrong. And I'll tell you one thing, mark my words, down the road, I'll be in that place. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> <laughs> Sniffing panties and hiding in bathrooms with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's so much, you know, material that we can go through with him. We get that. We, you know, in Mud's daughter, you get the, 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 the apology, the, the, the apology, the, the, the toast at the, um, at the at the party, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> and already the uh, the fight with already, the fight with Artie. You get the uh, the the comedy coach. You you get it's so many. Uh, there was the, the instance where they were at a uh, they had a a, a stand up. They had to go to and they had to move him from a certain area because of his racial his racist jokes. He was practicing for them. Next to a black affair, like there was so much, so much that Sal has to give us. <laughs> guys, we're gonna, we're gonna have to, we're, guys, we, we, we're definitely gonna do more Sal stuff in the future, but not right away because we kind of overloaded on Sal a little bit. Mm. Um, but he, it is, he is more interesting than Richard. Like with Richard, it was, it was, uh, you know, the family stuff, which I'm not interested in. His makeovers, I don't give a fuck about that. Um, Rock Lahoma was funny, but <laughs> <laughs> Richard at Rock Lahoma was funny. He was with Florentine, I think, for that one. And uh, certain things Richard's good for, but generally in the studio, Sal's the one because he's just a complete lunatic. Yeah. Um, and then when Christine is in there, maybe with Ablo, that'd be funny because I think Ablo was trying to hit on Christine a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a little thing going on there, yeah. Yeah, he was going to hook her into the Nixium cult, most likely. Anyway, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this one. Thank you, my brother, for uh, sticking through this one. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, we hope you liked doing this one, getting beef, covering Sal. Yeah, he, he, like I said, he's such a fascinating individual. I could just, I could dissect him like a National Geographic episode. <laughs> you got to spit some Sal in a Petri dish, looking yeah. at, like, you look, if you're looking through a microscope, it just says insane in the Petri dish. I, I, can, I can hear, like, Sir Richard Attenborough just breaking down a Sal moment in my head. While just oh, fucking unbelievable. Anyway, guys, take care. We love you guys all. Goodbye, my sweet loves. Gay boy, rock star, friends with Allison, oxycodone, off context, my child, fruit pill, social worker, CNN. Oh, <laughs> Press Yo. release, Beverly Yo. Hills, love I snack, like I like you a lot. Black Go. guy at Wendy's. Going, <laughs> going, come on, you're great. great. Linda Perry, Road Songs, Patty and Samantha, Women Give, Jessica Cincy, I'm happy. <laughs> ABC, okay. ABC. Divine bass players.